On today's episode, we go back to 2023, and we rebook the Bloodline Saga. Welcome to Booking Like a Mark. We rewrite past storylines, create new matches and PLEs, and make our own gimmicks and characters. It's not just fantasy booking. This is Booking Like a Mark. Do you need any help today? I'm looking for a book on the downfall of wrestling's greatest stables. Sure, right this way. Okay, let's see. We've got this one. Hmm. Okay. And that's 2023. Thank you very much. Have a nice day. In the year 2020, Roman Reigns won the Universal Crown by defeating a monster and a demonic clown. A short time later, Jey Uso found the Island of Relevancy by challenging his cousin for the title on the next PPV. But Jey had to join Roman after losing the second match in the cell when he quit to protect Jimmy and the ref rang the bell. Jey was the right-hand man for Roman, who was head of the table. And with Paul Heyman, they formed the Bloodline Stable. When Jimmy came back, he tried to free his brother, but Jay told him they all had to look out for each other. So the Usos together stayed with Roman as a group, and there were no lows to which the Bloodline wouldn't stoop. The Usos won the titles from Dominic and Ray. It was the fifth SmackDown Tag Team Championship for Jimmy and Jay. But having the titles on SmackDown wasn't enough for the family, so they won Raw's top titles too, to all the WWE. When the Usos were banned from ringside at Clash at the Castle, Roman knew beating Drew McIntyre would be a hassle. But Paul Heyman knew just what to do, and Sola Sokoa arrived to help them screw Drew. When Sami Zayn was embraced by the rest of the team, Jay thought he was stuck in a really bad dream. Eventually, he accepted Sammy and considered him a friend, until Zayn attacked Roman and his time as the honorary use came to an end. For over 600 days, the tag champions hadn't been beat, not by the Mysterios or RK-Bro or the Prophets of the Street. But Sammy, along with Kevin Owens, on WrestleMania's first night, dethroned the Usos after three Huluva kicks to end the epic fight. Since the Usos lost... Roman gave them lots of crap, although he needed Solo to help him beat Cody and retain his strap. So Roman, with Solo, tried to win the tag titles back, but he wasn't expecting the Usos to stage an attack. Roman berated his cousins for what he claimed was a sin, but Jimmy got fed up and kicked him in the chin. Jimmy did it a second time, knowing the cost, 
and Sammy and Kevin beat Solo. Roman had lost. When Jay sided with his brother, it was clear what was in store. And at Money in the Bank, there was a bloodline civil war. After a back-and-forth match, the Usos got the win when Jay splashed Roman and scored the deciding pin. A few days later, Roman and Solo took Jimmy out. But Jay came back with a vengeance and challenged Roman to a title bout. There was more than just the championship at the center of this beef, so the SummerSlam match would also determine who would be the tribal chief. Jimmy stopped Jay from winning that crown, so Jay Uso left his brother and quit SmackDown. And as we entered the fall season, Jimmy rejoined the bloodline for no apparent reason. He had been the brother who initiated the coup, but when left on his own, had no idea what to do. Jay ended up on Raw, but his momentum was halted because thanks to Drew McIntyre, he was always being assaulted. If the rumors are true, there may eventually come a day when we see a one-on-one -on -one matchup between Jimmy and Jay. For now, the Usos are each in a different camp, while Roman remains undisputed WWE Universal Champ. The Bloodline is going to go down in history as one of the greatest factions of all time. Unfortunately, I think there have been a couple of booking blunders along the way. At Money in the Bank 2021, the Usos beat the Mysterios for the tag team titles on the pre-show. Now, no one remembers this fact, but if you actually went back and looked in the history books, this hurts the tag team title reign a little bit. Another booking blunder was having Roman Reigns beat Cody Rhodes at WrestleMania 39. Not only did it hurt Cody Rhodes, who needed to finish the story, but it also hurt the WWE Championship. Now, it was still stuck with the Universal title on SmackDown, merged, and it forced WWE to create another world title on Raw. It also hurt the Jey Uso and Roman Reigns match at SummerSlam. I feel if the championship wasn't on the line, WWE could have been a little bit more creative, and they could have had Jey win. That would have actually made the bloodline really interesting again, because it could have completely changed the dynamic. Instead of Roman as the manipulative leader, you could have had Jay more a benevolent leader. So in our booking, that's where we're going to start. We're going to go back to WrestleMania 39, and we're going to have Cody win the WWE Universal Championship. He's going to then, on Raw, announce that he's going to put the championship, the Universal one, up for grabs in a tournament on SmackDown, because his goal was to be the WWE Champion. This moves the Universal title back to the Blue Show, and Roman is going to announce a spiritual retreat. He's going to leave, but for a change we're actually going to have a storyline reason. This loss is really going to rock Roman and it's going to shake his confidence. So by having him leave to question himself and to work on himself, it opens up a lot of storytelling possibilities. A lot of times, the WWE just has Roman leave, but we never actually have a storyline reason for why. By moving the Universal title back to SmackDown, that brings over its legacy. Introducing the World Heavyweight title on Raw, it was a brand new belt that actually had no connection and no history to anything. So this actually is going to keep the Universal Championship on the level of the WWE Championship. When Roman makes his return, he announces that he is going to bring the championship back to the bloodline. The Unified Tag Team Championship. And he's going to team with Solo. 
Everything else about the Bloodline storyline is going to remain intact, including Knight of Champions and Money in the Bank, except that Roman is the one to take the pin at Knight of Champions instead of Solo. What this means is that Roman is going to lose at WrestleMania, lose at Knight of Champions, and lose at Money in the Bank. All of these losses are going to pile up to continue that storyline where Roman is questioning if he is capable. It's also going to explain later on why the elders allow Jay to challenge to be the tribal chief. The elders are also going to question Roman's leadership, and they're going to lead to that big match having real stakes. At SummerSlam, Lashley is going to defeat AJ Styles thanks to the Street Profits. So Lashley could either win the Universal Championship, or he could retain it. But either way, he's going to walk out with the belt. Jey Uso, in the main event, is going to defeat Roman Reigns in a match with zero interference from Solo or Jimmy. When the match ends, Jay offers his hand to Roman, who refuses to acknowledge him. Since this match is not for the main title, Jay can pick up the victory. They haven't limited their storytelling possibilities. On the following SmackDown, Jay comes out with Jimmy. Jay announces that this is not the bloodline that everyone knows. This isn't about superiority, but love and respect. They're rebuilding the family. They're going back to day one. Reluctantly, Solo, with Paul Heyman, joins his brothers in the ring. Jay announces that he has found his own counsel, someone who truly wants what is best for the family. Rikishi comes out, and he hugs each of his sons, and even shakes Heyman's hand. Jay says he could snap his fingers and have his brothers take Heyman out, but that is not the kind of tribal chief he's going to be. He opens the ropes and lets Heyman leave on his own. As Heyman is at the top of the ramp, Roman's music hits, and Heyman smiles. He follows Roman to the ring, but Reigns puts his hand up before he walks up the steps. So Heyman stays on the outside as Roman gets in the ring. Jimmy gets right in Roman's face and demands that he acknowledges Jay. Solo puts his hand on Jimmy's chest and backs him up, teasing tension. Roman and Jay come face to face. Roman slowly takes the microphone from Jay's hand and says, I ignore. I ignore. I quit. Roman storms off, and Heyman follows him to end the show. It makes a lot more storyline reason for Roman to quit, in this case, than Jay. So what it's going to do is it's going to explain another one of Roman's absences. This time, he's going to quit the WWE. So our bloodline coming out of this show is led by Jay and features Jimmy, Solo, and Rikishi as the tribal council. The following week, Jay has a meeting with Adam Pierce, where he actually gets up from the head of the table and lets Adam sit in that spot. Rikishi tries to negotiate two title matches for day one, a United States Championship match for Solo and a unified tag team championship match for the Usos. Pierce can either give them one guaranteed title match for payback, the pay-per-view, or make Solo and the Usos compete in number one contender matches. Jay decides to step aside and guarantee Solo gets an opportunity. He doesn't want to risk one or both of them losing their title contender matches, so he wants to guarantee that his brother, who has largely been overlooked by Roman's side, gets a championship opportunity. 
Over the following weeks, we see Theory and Waller get in the Usos' way. First, Theory defeats Jimmy Uso by cheating in a one-on-one match. And the following week, Theory and Waller defeat the Usos by cheating in a tag team match. At Payback, Solo wins the United States Championship from Theory. Rikishi is not only in his corner for the match, but raises his hand and hugs him. After Rikishi turns his back, we see a slight smile on Solo's face. What we want to actually do with the storyline is we want to make Solo a more sympathetic figure. He's a man who's doing everything that he does for the approval of his family and to make his family proud. He never got that from Roman. So now all of a sudden, having the love and respect of the new bloodline, now called Day One, that's going to change him. He's really going to start to value the importance of family. And to have his father give him that acknowledgement is what makes him smile at payback. Coming into Fastlane a few weeks later, Solo defends the title against Waller, Theory, Mysterio, Santos Escobar, and L.A. Knight in a six-pack challenge. Lashley retains the Universal Championship against John Cena and AJ Styles in a triple threat match. At the end of the show, Paul Heyman makes an announcement. He tells us he's convinced his tribal chief to return and bring glory and the Universal Championship back to its former prestige. So on the next SmackDown, Day One comes to the ring. Before Jay can say anything, Jimmy begins shouting about Roman's return. He says, Reigns, better not try to become the number one contender over Jay. Jay tells him to calm down. He trusts Adam Pearce will do the right thing. Jimmy says he'd better, or there will be consequences. Halfway through the show, Roman Reigns arrives with Paul Heyman. Adam Pearce is waiting for them and presents Reigns with a championship contract for Crown Jewel. Heyman takes the folder, and Reigns keeps walking. Later, in the main event segment, Reigns comes out with Heyman. He signs the contract, and thanks Lashley for keeping his belt warm for him. Lashley and the Street Profits come out to the stage. Lashley says that Reigns will run away again after he loses at Crown Jewel. The Street Profits come down to the ring, but Reigns fights them both off. He then turns around into a spear from Lashley. Day One comes out to save the day. Jay offers his hand to help Reigns out. Roman laughs at him and rolls out of the ring. At the top of the ramp, Roman turns around and laughs again. At Crown Jewel, we see Solo defeat Rey Mysterio in a one-on-one match to retain the United States Championship. Roman Reigns challenges Bobby Lashley for the Universal Championship. Even though the match goes back and forth, it ends when Roman Reigns spears Lashley off the stage. The match ends in a no contest. On the following SmackDown, Adam Pearce announces Team Lashley versus Team Uso for Survivor Series. Backstage, Theory and Waller volunteer to join Lashley to take out Solo. Jimmy keeps asking Jay who their five will be, but Jay tells him not to worry. The following week, Day One comes out to the ring. Jay announces that the first three men of his team will be Solo, Jimmy, and himself. He talks about getting to team with his brothers and how important that's going to be to him. But he also wants to team with his father, 
Jade turns and asks his father to compete in a match with his sons for the very first time. Rikishi starts to tear up and thanks Jay for the offer. He starts to decline, but the crowd cheers for him, and the family encourages him. Eventually, Rikishi agrees to join the team. Jay then invites Roman Reigns to rejoin the family as the fifth man. The following week, Paul Heyman introduces Roman Reigns. Before he can speak, Jimmy comes out. He gets right in Reigns' face. Jimmy says he hopes Roman says no, because day one doesn't need Roman Reigns. Roman laughs and says he doesn't care what the family wants or needs. He's not their chief anymore. Jay comes out with Solo and Rikishi. Jay asks Jimmy to calm down. He says he knows Roman doesn't need to join the Survivor Series team. This isn't about teams or family. Jay reminds Roman that he didn't beat Lashley at Crown Jewel. This could be his chance to prove he's better than the champion. Heyman says Jay is just trying to manipulate Roman. Roman tells him to shut up. Reigns congratulates Jay. Because a move like that is exactly how Roman would play someone if he led the family still. He agrees to join the team, but warns them all that he is going to be the one to pin Lashley. And that takes us to Survivor Series. Unfortunately, during the show, Rikishi is found unconscious. The heel team of Lashley, Ford, Dawkins, Theory, and Waller make their entrance. Before Day One's music even hits, Solo storms out to the ring. He attacks all the heels until Day One and referees run out and get him under control. He's sent to the back by Adam Pearce and security. So by the time the match actually starts, it's three on five. Day One is just Jimmy, Jay, and Roman. While Jimmy is the legal man, Jay and Roman argue on the outside. Using the distraction, the Street Profits double-team Jimmy and eliminate him. Roman enters and eliminates Theory and Waller, taunting Jay the whole time, telling him that he's the better tribal chief. Jay eventually tags himself in and eliminates Dawkins and Ford. So now, Roman and Jay have each eliminated two superstars, putting them on equal footing. Lashley beats down on Jay and taunts Roman. He's holding out Jay's arm and offers Roman the chance to tag in. Roman instead walks down the steps and towards the exit. It seems like Roman is going to just leave Jay to lose to Lashley. However, when Lashley puts Jay in their hurt lock, Roman is shown at the top of the ramp. He starts questioning things. He starts thinking about everything he's gone through over the past few months. And he starts thinking about how, after all he's done, Day One offered him back in. We see the moment of realization when Roman kind of shakes his head and he turns around, deciding he needs to go help his cousin. Jay slips out of Lashley's grip just in time so Roman can hit a Superman punch on Lashley. Reigns encourages Jay to go up top for a splash. He hits it, then tags in Roman, who pins Lashley after a spear. Jay offers his hand to Roman, but instead, Roman embraces him. Instead, he acknowledges Jay. On the following SmackDown, Solo appears by himself to address Lashley and his crew. 
Even though he puts up a fight, the numbers game of Lashley and the Street Profits is just too much for him. Later in the show, the Usos arrive to find out that Solo was taken out. Jay wants to avenge the family, but Jimmy doesn't want to miss out on a chance to become number one contenders for the tag belts. In that number one contenders match, the Usos defeat the Brawling Brutes and the LWO. After the match, the Street Profits jump the Usos, and the show ends with Lashley and the Street Profits standing tall. A few weeks later, on the Christmas episode of SmackDown, Solo has earned himself a Universal Championship match with Lashley. So on this Christmas episode of SmackDown, Solo is going to defeat Lashley, but by disqualification, when the Street Profits interfere. The Usos make the save, and the Profits retreat. So the Usos stand tall to end that episode. Now the following week, on the New Year's edition of SmackDown, Solo is going to run a gauntlet of Ford, Dawkins, and Lashley to try to earn another championship match. However, in this one, the Usos are banned from ringside. When Solo actually runs the gauntlet successfully, he's earned the match, and Adam Pearce makes this rematch a cage match. On the first SmackDown of 2024, Solo loses to Lashley in a back-and-forth match for the Universal Championship. The following week, Rikishi returns to confront Day One. He says that Solo fought well, but Jay must step up as the Tribal Chief and face Lashley. Lashley agrees to defend the title at the Royal Rumble if Jay beats the Street Profits in a handicap match. First, Lashley has booked a private limo to take the rest of day one out of the building. So now, Jay is going to have to go it alone in the main event. He wins the handicap match, but Lashley sneaks up behind him and puts him in the hurt lock. The next week on SmackDown, Jay and Lashley sign their contract for the Royal Rumble. The ring is surrounded by a dozen security guards to keep out any outside parties from the proceedings. After the contract is signed, Lashley leaves the ring and reveals that the security was his idea. The guards run in and attack Jay. They beat him down for a minute until Jimmy and Solo come out and clear the ring. The following week on the go-home show for the Rumble, Lashley and the Street Profits defeat Jimmy and Solo in a handicap two-on-three match. At the Royal Rumble, Jay Uso challenges Bobby Lashley for the Universal Championship. But Jimmy pulls the referee out before Jay can win. They argue a bit, but Jimmy does not superkick Jay. Instead, Lashley gets behind Jay and puts him in the hurt lock. Jay passes out to protect his momentum. In the Royal Rumble match, Roman returns at number 30 and wins. So what this allows us to do is we've effectively turned Roman face and set him up with a big rematch for WrestleMania 40 with Cody he's going to have the chance to reclaim what he lost, the WWE Championship. What we've done is we've actually set up the Jimmy and Jay match, but we've stalled so the tension comes at the Royal Rumble, so we only have to book a couple of months of storyline for Jimmy and Jay to get to WrestleMania. The way that they did in real life, by having Jimmy cause Jay at SummerSlam, they booked themselves into a corner. That's why Jimmy and Jay ended up on different shows, and really haven't had a lot of storyline. It's very similar to what they did when Rey Mysterio moved to SmackDown to avoid facing his son Dominic, just so they could stall 
and have them fight at WrestleMania the following year. So, how did we do? Please, join us on X for our daily poll Monday through Friday, and check out our cool weekend content, and find us on Facebook, and share your thoughts with us. How did we do on rebooking the Bloodline Stable, in our version, day one? Thanks for listening this week, and we will catch up with you next week with a brand new pay-per-view concept. It's going to be called Splintered Soul. It's not just fantasy booking. This is Booking Like a Mark.